Hey everybody, welcome to this month's Metal Misconduct. I'm Brian Slagle from Metal Blade Records, and as always, Mr. Sean Rourke from NHL.com is joining us. Yes, welcome to the uh, start of the NHL hockey season. Always an exciting time here at uh, NHL uh, land, and uh, Brian's a huge fan, so it's almost as good as a festival. Almost. <laughs> almost. So we, every year we make our hockey predictions, and I've usually done pretty well. Sean, maybe not so much. But uh, I did not do as well last year. I predicted Chicago to win the Stanley Cup. Clearly that did not happen. They didn't even get to the finals, which uh, didn't make me look good. But Tampa Bay almost got to the finals. That was, I predicted Chicago and Tampa Bay. So I was close. But uh, you know it's hard to do these days. And, and even these picks that I made, you can – obviously the season has started. Um, <clears throat> but you can look at my picks, go to my Twitter page. I did make them prior to the season starting, so you can go check those out. You can check the date for authenticity. Authenticity, so uh, we'll see how it goes. I have a feeling that, that these picks are not going to be very good, but uh, I made them anyway, and I'm going to stand stand behind them, and we'll, we'll see what happens. But watching the first couple games of the season, you know, seeing Edmonton and Toronto and these teams, uh, early, one of those boy. teams could, could sneak. I know. One of those teams could sneak in. There's... Goaltending issues with both. Everything's we'll, we'll fresh. Everybody's excited. we got to wait a few months. But I, I agree. Both teams look fantastic. I think Toronto is going to be one of the most interesting teams to watch this year just because they're so young. Um, and, yeah, I mean, not, fearless. And, and Matthews, obviously, is insane. And the kid Marner looks great. I mean, they have yeah. a lot of talent And on Zaitsev on the blue yep. line. I saw him a lot at the World Cup. Babcock really likes him, Mike Babcock, their coach. So now, Can- they gotta, they Canada's been been roughing it out the last couple of years. No Canadian teams were in the playoffs last year for yep. the first time in a long time. But I do get the feeling that in about two or three years, we're going to see Edmonton versus Toronto play for the Cup quite a few times potentially. Yeah, you see what happens. I think Calgary will be back in again this year. Yep. You know, they had a rough go over it last year. I think Brian Elliott will help them out a lot. He didn't um, help him out that first game. No, not for but again, <laughs> it's it's early. The you know, and then you, you think about Ottawa and you wonder what's gonna happen there and, and Vancouver I think, you know, it'll be a couple of years before um, they're back at it. But the, there is definitely some uh, some excitement for sure, um, north of the border. Well, yes, and you, they should be very happy up there because that, that's, uh, boy, those guys were insane. Insane. I'm going to have to brave the freezing cold and get to Edmonton and Toronto uh, to see some games. And not only just to get to Edmonton for, for the hockey, but also that arena looks insane. I didn't realize all the 1,300 TVs and the biggest scoreboard and the guy that built it says the greatest arena he's ever, he's ever been involved in. Yeah, I know. He's built a lot of big ones. It's a crown jewel, and they're, they're using that, as they've done with many arenas, to kind of redevelop the downtown core in Edmonton. The last time I was there was for the Heritage Classic, I think, back several years ago. Um, and the time before that was when they were in the Stanley Cup against uh, Carolina. Um, I'm not sad to see that old building go. Uh, I kind of lied. I kind of lied to that. It's, I was it's up a there. great place to see a game as a fan, but I'm not big on heights. And the way that building's set up to oh, get yeah. up to the press box, like most of the Canadian press boxes, it's a gondola. It's a one-lane stairwell that goes up with like uh, patio lighting. When they drop the lights for the national anthem and all that, that's usually when you're running upstairs. My heart beats so fast trying to get up there. I'm always afraid I'm going to fall off into the stands. Well, the so. one in Calgary is even worse. It's that, the that, same. That, yeah. I mean, I walked out there once because my friends were there. It's a World Junior in '95, and they were covering it. And they said, "Come up and watch up there." I, I barely made it there. It was, yeah. And I, I'm never coming up here again ever. 
Yeah, no, so I won't, miss, I won't miss that part of the old <laughs> Northlands Coliseum. Um, I'm glad I experienced it because it was such a historic building. So it's a great, great building, it's a great building to see a game. And it's yeah. kind of like Nassau Coliseum where it's not, I mean, although Ed, Edmund, the Northlands or whatever, Rexhall Place. Rexhall Place, it. yeah. Uh, was a little bit nicer in terms of the amenities, but uh, it was great to see, great fun to see games up there. But you know, this new arena looks pretty, pretty insane. Yeah, and like I said, I don't think you'll recognize Edmonton in three or four years when they finish with the redevelopment they're doing there with this arena kind of as the central hub and everything's going to kind of build off of it. Cool, good for them, and clearly that team's going to be good for a long time. I mean, they got unbelievable, an unbelievable amount of talent. PRV looks great as, as well. I mean. The riches and the riches, and they finally got a couple decent defensemen. And yep. still think the problem that they have is goaltending. I don't think that they're going to be. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs this year potentially, but they're going to eventually. That's the the last piece of the puzzle, I think, for them to to win a few cups is getting a goaltender. And you know what? If all their talent develops, they can use some of that talent to get a good goaltender. Um, you know, I mean, that's the way the league is now, right? You almost develop talent to to fill your holes. And Maybe they get one this year because both Flurry and Bishop are going to likely be traded before the the uh, expansion draft. So they got to send them somewhere. And certainly Edmonton has probably the most things to give up that yep. I would think those other teams would want. But but it's going to be tough to move them because you know that they have to get moved. So it's a bit of a catch twenty two there. So anyway, NHL predictions. You want to begin the festivities there, Mr. Warwick? You can find his picks on NHL.com. Yes, and we did like 20 different people, so there's a whole variety of picks. I will say that uh, in our picks with all those people, Tampa Bay, overwhelming favorite to win the Cup. 10 out of 20 people picked Tampa Bay, and a ton of them picked Victor Hedman to be the MVP, which I found. But I've noticed, though, the last few years at NHL.com, whatever the team that they picked the most never wins. So I think yeah, last year it was. That may be true. What was it last year? Was it not Chicago, but. I think it was L.A., right? Yeah, I think it might have been L.A., which was... And last year, I finally got off the San Jose bandwagon, and they made, and it, they made it all the, the way to the finals. <laughs> so don't listen. Here's the caveat. Don't listen to me, but here's my picks. So in the Atlantic Division, I have uh, Tampa Bay, Montreal, who everybody's kind of forgetting about because Carey Price wasn't there last year. Sure. Uh, Carey Price, healthy, is probably worth 14 to 20 points for them. Sure. Um, and then the Florida Panthers, who were the champions last year of the Atlantic Division. In the Metropolitan, it's the Washington Capitals, the Pittsburgh Penguins, who everybody knows was the Stanley Cup champion, and the New York Islanders. And my wild cards are the Boston Bruins and the New York Rangers. Um, so that's the Eastern Conference. Shocking that you picked Boston. I, can't, yeah. uh, I cannot believe you would pick Boston. They're an interesting team, right? I mean, this is the end of their window. They're done. Uh, maybe, maybe not. I think They're Rask done. has one year where he can do some stuff and get him in. Right now, all he's wearing is Boston gear, so there you go. No Bruins gear, nope. Uh, no Bruins gear. But every, other, Sox every, other, every other team that exists And a Sons of Belichick uh, uh, hoodie, only because I'm at uh, the metal show and I needed to wear something black. Mm -hmm. So, um, And it looks mean. It looks like a biker uh, hoodie. Yeah, yeah sure. So sure. uh, I'm making it look mean, like slap shot. So uh, <laughs> Central Division, uh, Nashville Predators with P.K. Subban. I think this is the best team Nashville's ever had. Um, and, and I'm really excited to see what they can do. The St. Louis Blues and the Chicago Blackhawks, that, that Central Division is going to be 
the old Norse black and blue division. I think there could be five teams that come out of that division. Uh, the San Jose Sharks in the Pacific, uh, the Ducks and the Kings, one, two, three, and the Wild Cards are the Dallas Stars, who won the division, won the uh, conference last year, but I barely have them sneaking in this year, and the Winnipeg Jets, and then I have the Penguins and the Blues meeting. Hold on, let's not go that far yet. Oh. Let's, do, let's get that. Let me, I'll give you my picks now for... That same thing, and then we'll get to the playoffs. Let's not go too fast here, because we have some arguing to do. I'm so excited that I had to keep going. Yes. So now I'm, as usual, making it a little, a little bit different. I mean, they are somewhat similar, but a little bit different. In the East, I have in the Metropolitan Division, Pittsburgh, Washington, and the Isles being the top three getting in. And then in the uh, Atlantic, I hate these names. Can we go back to the Smythe and the... All these other good. Can we do like the Gretzky, the Mew, the Orr, the uh, who would the other one be? How? How? Let's do that. That would be awesome. So this, so the Atlantic, which would be the How division in my scenario, is uh, Tampa Bay, Florida, and I did pick Montreal. That was a tough one for me because I, I just wasn't sure they were so bad last year. I mean, look, Carey Price is a great goaltender, but they were so bad last year. But I do think Weber is going to be an upgrade for them in terms of leadership, which is something that they need desperately up there. And there's just a margin forever now. Uh, on a night when they're not good, they can still win, where last year they couldn't win when they were not good. And that's a huge insurance policy for any team trying to make yes. the playoffs. And then, you know, I wanted to go, you know, I really wanted to, to get some, so I do feel that it's an interesting year and there's a lot of teams that, I think some of these older teams like Boston are not going to do very well. And, you know, even Montreal, I think, is, is on the fence. I kind of was hoping some of these younger teams like Toronto maybe or something would do it, but I just, I just don't know that they quite have enough this year, although, you know, that first game, I mean... <laughs> They play like that all year. Who knows? But, yeah, they um, still lost. I know. That's the part everybody forgets. Austin Matthews scores four goals. Everybody goal wants to was, celebrate. Yeah, and they, they lose 5-4 in overtime. Yeah, goal To tenny. another team that's a playoff bubble team. Yeah, I don't think Ottawa's got anything to, to do. They Both teams have goaltending issues, but which is ultimately a problem. But I did pick the Rangers to get in on the wild card. And the New Jersey Devils. Wow. Well, finally. I mean, they impressed me last year. I was really... When I, f- I went to a game early in the season, going like, this team's going to be terrible. And then all of a sudden they started playing really well, and guys like Palmieri. And, I mean, they, you forget that they have one of the better goaltenders in the league, too. Yeah. And Clemson, uh, you know, and, I, I mean, made my trophy picks as well, and Corey Schneider's going to be in that Vezina conversation, yeah, I think. Yeah, so, Schneider is he's great. And I think the biggest thing is getting Taylor Hall there, a guy with an um, insane amount of skill. Uh, it's going to really help that team, and I think Bilesma is going to, you know, let those guys play a little bit more as he tended to do last year. Hines. I'm sorry. Hines. Oh, hi. Sorry. You got Buffalo. I got Buffalo in the mix. Buffalo up. on your brain. I know. That's poor Eichel's out for, for eight weeks. But Bilesma is going to let Buffalo play too. Well, of course, I, just, yeah. I, I don't think they're ready, especially. But I was thinking French. I was thinking French Shiro, yeah, 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 the yeah, yeah. GM of the of the Devils. Like I was like, oh, that's right. But no, but, they're they're not your they're not the Devils that I covered. Um, when I was working in New yeah, they'll, Jersey, they'll be they're, fun. They're, they're, they're a different. There's a different philosophy here yeah. now than there was in the. Past. And it's going to be the. Uh, you also people forget that uh, Henrik and Taylor Hall played together in the world in the world in the Memorial Cup, and they were yeah. destroying people together. So For Windsor, yeah. reuniting those two guys together, they were magical on the ice. Then it's going to be interesting to see. I, I think that they're going to be a lot of fun. And I do think they're going to be the eighth team to get in. So both of us did not pick. The Detroit Red Wings. Nope. And this would be the first first time, time they don't in get in 
20... 20 was it 29? 30 years? I, was, I thought it was less than that. Oh. It's the longest long streak time, in yep. professional sports in North America um, for qualifying for the playoffs. And they barely and they got barely in. Got they in barely got in. Boston, Boston fell apart the last week of the season. Yeah. And... Detroit was able to get in, so but I don't think I don't think they have it this year, and it'll it'll be awful to see that streak end because it's a really it's a great streak in. But you know, everything must come to an course. end. And quite honestly, the problem with Detroit now is, is that, they need is to they're in the middle all the time. Like yeah. they need to be, they need to kind of have a couple years on that good so they can get some draft choices. And they're in the middle all back. the time, and their good players are getting old. Yep, Cromwell and and all those guys, Lidstrom's retired. They're just getting older, and uh, you know they need to. They need to kind of restock the cover a little bit. Yep, and they, you know they've lost. Obviously, Babcock's not there, and it's just, I think that they are not going to make the playoffs. Like that, I will almost guarantee. Close enough, ninety-nine percent. So then, in the West, I have in the Central Division, which I'm going to rename the. Well, I guess the Lemieux Division would have to be the Metro. The How would be the Atlantic. The Pacific would be the Gretzky, and then uh, who am I missing? Oh, the Bobby Orr. See, I don't know. Maybe Lemieux would be. You the could do Orr because he played two years in Chicago. Would be uh, wrong, but Orr. you could do it. Uh, let's do that. So, in the Central Division or the Orr Division, I have uh, Chicago, Dallas, and St. Louis. I kind of not wanted to pick St. Louis because I I just don't know. But there's just not enough other teams that I think are good enough to get in. And then in the Pacific, which I got a lot of flack for this, mostly from Kings fans. Of course, I picked Anaheim, San Jose, and the Kings was one, two, three. And people saying Anaheim. But Anaheim in the regular season is going to be very good. Now, they will, of course, not do well in the playoffs. It's, as they it doesn't do. matter. That's what always makes me laugh is when people are like, you picked my team third. Just get in the dance, right? Like, exactly. Get, where was San Jose and, and where was Pittsburgh, right? I mean, you just need to get in right. and get hot at the right time. Exactly. Exactly. So You almost want to be worse because there's no advantage anymore to be in the top seed. There's so much parity well, that an what, eight can beat a one. So if you can coast a little bit. Coast. Well, that's why it's so hard to pick because it's just such a – you just never know from year to year. There's no clear favorites like the NFL. And there's injuries mm-hmm. and slumps and goaltending. So just get in and see what happens. So my Western wild cards are Minnesota and the Calgary Flames will once again join the ranks of the playoffs. I think – I could see that. Too many good players. I mean, they've got, you know, getting Russell and getting – I mean, not Russell. Uh, getting uh, – um, Obviously, Goudreau signed at the end, a huge help. Getting Elliott, I think, even though he got destroyed in the first yeah, game. No, I think in the long term, that was a, a big piece of the puzzle. Yeah, missing. Giordano's an underrated defenseman. Yep, and I think, I think uh, Keith Tuchuk's going to be uh, – not Keith, Matt Tuchuk. Keith Tuchuk. I, I say Keith Tuchuk. I don't think he can play too much these days. Yeah, he's, no, but uh, – It's like he's been enjoying his uh, dinners these days. Yeah, Matt uh, – Matt Kachuk looks good, yeah. Matt looks good, so it should be interesting to see what they they're do gonna, out there. They're going to be a good team. I, I think that they finally – I think the, the key was getting Elliott, really. That was the final piece, And it'll be interesting to see what the coach does out there. It's a new coach, and, you know, I, you I wonder like, how they I like Glenn play. Gulletson because he used to play for the Fresno Falcons in mm-hmm. the old Western uh, West Coast Hockey League way back in the day, so – Hopefully he does well. I got to root for my, my buddy Brad for a living as well. So yeah, I think he's so. done a, a really good job up there. It just feels like that team. If anybody, if any one of those teams can get in, it could be them. I mean, Edmonton's going to be obviously they're going to be good this year as well. I just don't think the Talbot's a real goaltender. And you know what's if they're both good, that's good for hockey. 
because oh, yeah, yeah. that that Battle of Alberta is you know I was well, that to opening tell that, that op- I mean the opening night watching the Toronto game with Matthews which was insane and then right into the Calgary I mean that was a great night of hockey yeah those two games were just phenomenal yeah no my son's eleven and I was trying to explain the Battle of Alberta to him and he has no knowledge of what it is because it hasn't been important in his whole life and he's a pretty big hockey just fan. Just tell him to go on YouTube and yeah, put in yeah, Flames well, Oilers and watch all the brawls and everything else and well, Eddie, you'll see, see he hasn't soon. grown up he hasn't grown up in that generation of hockey. Like he's been a he's been a pretty avid hockey fan for the last 4 or 5 years and and they don't play hockey like that anymore. So, unlike you and I who grew up in the in the heat of that type of hockey, this new generation that's coming up has never really been exposed to that. But just the the excitement around that game in the province of Alberta and throughout Canada, that that's good for hockey. Rivalries are good for hockey, and that's a, that's a great one. Well, I mean, you know, Edmonton, I look, at this point, it's going to be very uh, an arguable point, but they probably have the best point in the world right now. Yeah. Although, you know, Austin Matthews certainly <laughs> looked pretty insane in game one. He's got to keep it up for 81 more yeah. games. Connor's but, uh, got a little bit of a bigger body of work. Um, he's proven it over... Well, he's proven it in the NHL for half a season. Yep. Obviously, Matthews wasn't there, but I mean, Matthews played in, in one of the top leagues in the world and sure. led the league, led his team in scoring, was fifth in the league sure. in scoring. I mean, that kid is... I mean, that, that goal when he went around everybody and basically took it's, the puck away from, from the, the Norris Trophy, Trophy winner yeah, yeah. and scored was, I mean... Who else magic. in the league can do that? You know, I don't even know that David could do that. No, it was magic. That was and it, it'll unreal. Be, it'll be fun to watch him. I, I think, I think those two guys are going to be like Crosby and Ovechkin. I mean, you look at it; they're the same type of players, um, in the in the way that they complement each other, in the way that they're different from each other. Since we're predicting, like it's going to be a generational thing. Since we're predicting, my prediction is those two guys will be better than Crosby and Ovechkin. They won't be Lemieux and Gretzky, but they'll be Lemieux and Gretzky one step down. That's my prediction. Well, it's good to have something to look forward to. Yes. I, dude, I could not I be, can't wait to see how I could not be out. more excited about hockey right now because, I mean, not only those guys, but Gaudreau is insane. Eichel is insane. I mean, there's all this incredible talent. Line a, Patrick Line is going to be really good. I just spent a month with him. Alexander Barkov in Florida, really good young player. Like you Brandon Saad. I mean, Mike Sh- Mark Shifley. I mean, yeah. you go on and on. I mean, that's why that North American team was the, the most fun team to watch by a mile in the yeah. World Cup. Those... These kids have insane talent. I mean, more. I think they're more talented than almost anybody playing the game now. Yeah. We'll and see if they get beaten down by the NHL and all the way. Systems the way it goes. are all a part of it, and how teams play. But like, you look at that Finland team from the World Cup. Their top line was Alexander Bakhov, who was 21, and he was the old man on that yeah. line. It was Patrick Laine, and it was Sebastian Ajo, who's 19, and Timo Solani told me when I was in Helsinki that he might be as good as either one uh, of those Ajo's, guys. I've seen Ajo play, uh, Ajo play a lot in, in the World Juniors. Him and Laine went head-to-head in the playoffs in Finland and, last year. And Piarvi didn't even make that team, and yep. he's scored a goal in his first game in Edmonton. He's a, uh, a great player, too. Yep. So. No, it's, it's an exciting, <clears throat> exciting time. Unless yeah. you're a defenseman. Well, yeah. Or, or a goaltender. <laughs> but that's good. We, uh, we want to see scoring again. I want to see 5-4, 6-3 six, 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 games again. Well, that was the fun of opening night, right? Every every other game was like that. It was, you know, there was a 2-1 to one game thrown in there, but then the, the Leafs game was 5-4. Uh, the uh, the Edmonton is high scoring, so so we want to see. Yeah, no, it's goals are goals are always fun. Yes, I'm a defense guy, but goals are always fun. 
So and and for somebody that's just turning on a game, like you turn on that Austin Matthews game, and you're not really a fan by the end of that game. If you're not a fan, you're not really a well, sports. Fan. And to show you, I mean, the NHL's got to be freaking out because the next day, like ESPN and you know places like the the. the his and her show that never talk about hockey ever. We're talking about Austin Matthews. Yeah, there was a Jim Rome was leading off his whole show on 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 Austin Matthews and hockey. I mean, there was like there was a coverage. story in Rolling Stone. You've never Austin seen Matthews. Yeah, you comparing him to Bruce Springsteen of all people. <laughs> I love it. They basically said that it was the Peter Gabriel moment when he left Genesis because he had seen Bruce Springsteen and he realized that he could be a better musician than he had been with Genesis and that. Uh, that was the point the writer was trying to make is that Austin Matthews was that same seminal talent. Yeah. I, I don't know about that yet, but maybe. Yeah, well, I mean, look, I mean, got, you know, NHL players are tweeting about how amazing this is, and it's, I mean, it's impossible. It's hard enough for an NHL player to score four goals. A yeah. lot of the greatest players in the, in the league have never scored four goals, and this guy does it in his first game. My favorite tweet out of all of them was Chris Letang. Welcome to our beer league. <laughs> yeah, and that's really. what it looked like. Like, you know, like uh, uh, Marty St. Louis said, it looked like uh, when you go watch a Mike game and one player is so much better than everybody yep, else. Yep. Like, I love it, though. Yeah, no, it's, it's great. I mean, that's, you know, I, that's the Gretzky of the Mew era where those guys were just so much better than everybody else and made it insanely fun. But not only those two guys, like I said, there's another six or seven players and then the, the kid who's going to be the number one draft pick in this draft also has insane amounts of talent if if it goes the way it's supposed to. And so that's what's going to end up happening, right? Skill's going to come back into the game and players are going to be valued for their skill. They weren't for a long time. Skill and it was size and it was strength. It wasn't It wasn't skill. It was well, your you ability it, to play on the boards and well, handle yourself in front of the net. Well, the coaching and the analytics and everything else just sucked the life out of the game because you want, you know, it's easier to win two to one than, you know, five to four. And coaches hate offensive games. And, and it's a copycat league. It's a copycat. If you win, every other team's going to copy you. So now if you're bringing skill into the game, and you can win that way. Now teams are going to copy you skill wise, yes. and that's going to be an exciting that's, time. That's going to be the, that's the hope. So, good times ahead for the NHL. Yes. So, speak. Unfortunately, those two teams that we just talked about will probably not be in the playoffs this year, but many years to come, it's going to be Toronto versus Edmonton. They're going to probably you know three or four times. I'll bet you they're going to play for the cup in the next ten years. But not this year, and we're talking this year. So yes. continue on with your picks, Mr. Roar. So I have Pittsburgh coming out of the East, and everybody would say that that's a money pick, but it's not in the NHL. No team is repeated Pit, who as did, Who did Pittsburgh beat to get to? Uh, did you do that? We did not do that, but I I, can, I did that. I, can, I added that element to it, so you need to do that as well. I can do that. Yes. Um, they will have beaten uh, Tampa Bay. Okay, fair enough. Um, and in the West, I have St. Louis, and they would have beaten San Jose. St. Louis? Yeah. Right. Who's their goaltender? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you got me. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, Jake Allen. Yeah. Took me a second. Yeah, he's going to lead him to the Stanley Cup final. Martin Jones? For San Jose, of course. Last year? He's great. Yeah, but Jake Allen's not Martin Jones. But you couldn't. Uh, I knew Martin Jones could be. I saw him playing. I saw him playing. You LA. knew, but a lot well, of people. Well, Jake did, Allen but. played with our good friend Mike McKenna, uh, and Mike said he's really good, but I don't think he's that elite level talent. 
But so, anyway. But anyway, but uh, Pittsburgh won last year, so everybody be oh, that's a money pick. In the NHL, it's not the money pick. It's the hardest pick of all because nobody's done it in 20 years. The Detroit Red Wings were the last team to do it. That, that heyday team that they had in 97, 98, that era when they were just loaded for bear. But I'll tell you why Pittsburgh won't do it this year because the two last two cups they did it, they started out terrible, they fired their coach, and they got hot at the end. I would like to see what Mike Sullivan can do for a full year. Yeah, it'd be interesting. I would like to see it. And, well, and we're going to see it. Whether you, if you'd like to see it, you're going to see. You're gonna. Your wish is going to be delivered because yes. we will see it. Yes, and I think he gets the year no matter what. Yeah, yeah. I don't think they're fired that way. That is a safe. That's a. That's a guarantee right there. But and again, you know, you talk about the way you want teams to play, like Pittsburgh played. Once yeah. they got Mike Sullivan as their coach. They got rid of that passive system. They played a balanced game. But really, and they but, went and they played fast. But the interesting thing, you know, we talk about how the game is changing and these young players coming in and whatnot. So really the the, the, the last five years, let's say, really the, the model to win the Cup is a good two-way team that's got four lines. Because really the, the Penguins didn't win the, line, didn't win the Cup because of Crosby or Malcolm. They won the Cup because of that third line. With because Ke- you couldn't match up with against Kessel, Kessel and Benino and everybody else. You'd ha- yeah, you, that's the line that didn't get checked, and they went crazy. So, uh, you know, deep, deep team, and their fourth line wasn't that bad either. So, so you say they repeat this. I do. They're the first, the first right. repeat champion in 20 years, two decades. Right. Well, I'm going to disagree with you strongly. I'm shocked. I'm shocked, Brian. I have two completely different teams even getting to the final. The only thing we agree upon is that Tampa Bay is the one that – Lost in the conference finals in the East, but mine is much different. So I have in in the Eastern Conference, I have Washington playing Tampa Bay to get to the Stanley Cup Finals, and the Washington Capitals finally get over the hump and into the Stanley Cup Finals. And then in the West, I have not the Sharks getting there. The Sharks are going to get close, but. Uh, I have Dallas playing San Jose for the right to get to the Stanley Cup Finals. And then the Dallas Stars and their very fun, up-tempo style of play getting to the Finals, playing the Caps. Now, normally... Now, wait a minute. You killed me over the Jake Allen-St. Louis goalie situation, and you're going to go with Dallas with their two-headed monster? Antony Niemi has a Stanley Cup ring. Antony Niemi was the goaltender in goal when Chicago won the Stanley Cup. Now, whether or not, I, I think somewhere down the line he's going to channel himself. But here's the other thing about, about Dallas. So, obviously we talked earlier that Fleury and Bishop have to go. One of those two are going to get traded because otherwise they're going to be an expansion draft, right? So, if I'm either of those teams, if I'm Pittsburgh or I'm Tampa, you're trading away one of your top goaltenders. And specifically in Pittsburgh, where you have a rookie goaltender who obviously is great and looked great until he got hurt in, in the World Cup. But you don't know how it's going to go. So at least with Dallas, you've got two guys. I mean, both of those guys may not be number one goaltenders, but they're both excellent backups. So Dallas could easily get Flurry or Bishop, and it probably, in my opinion, would be the top candidate to get them. Now, they get one of those two guys, and boom, Stanley Cup Finals against the Caps. a lot of money for your backup. A lot of money for your backup. Well, what do they got? They got invested nine million between the two of those guys. Yeah, but you know they can. You know these other teams can. You know they can pay for part of it. Stuff. We'll see. I mean, we'll see what happens. I'm just. I'm merely speculating 
what uh, right, may so or may not Dallas happen. Dallas and Washington. But I think if Flurry's getting paid more than that, so if if Flurry goes to Dallas and they take one of those two guys back, they're actually going to be getting less. They're going to be paying less, less in the cap, and you're getting a quality backup. So Washington and Dallas in the finals, and finally Ovechkin gets to raise the Stanley Cup above his head, and that would be as a great it moment. should be. It would be a great moment. Now, it's very selfish because I love the Caps, and I also love Dallas. Both of those teams play wide open the hockey, and for me it would be a great final. Probably will never happen. But uh, I'm, I'm. Every year, I usually think like, ah, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I want these teams to win and get to the cup, but I'm not gonna say anything about it. I'm just gonna go with what logically what happened. But this year, I'm throwing caution to the wind and saying, this is this as a fan is what I want as a final. All right, you're embracing your emotional so, side I'm instead saying, of your logical so side. This I'm is what's happening it. in the NHL. This is exciting. I know exactly. So hopefully, uh, hopefully that will be the case. Again, I, I felt good about my picks before. I don't feel really good. about it. But I want it to happen, so I'm going to try to will it, some sort of karmic willing for it to happen. Because obviously, it would be, a, a, whatever you think about Ovechkin, whether you like him or not, it would be a crime if the guy went through his whole career and did not win a Stanley Cup. Oh, of course it would. I mean, I don't care how, what you think about him. To not think that he doesn't care and doesn't want to win and doesn't hunger to win, you're just being obstinate at that point. Because there, to me, there's nothing more obvious. You, you can think... You know, people have labeled him as a selfish player. Whatever you want to label him as, after a decade of of resume, there's no doubt in my mind that he just hungers to win at every level, at the international level, at at the NHL level. I think he'd want to beat you in arm wrestling. Like it's just, (laughs) it doesn't matter. Well, this is the most impressive thing for me is that in this, you know, the last during his career, this has been the most defensive time of the NHL. Very low scoring, you know, guys are barely cracking 100 points in a year, and he's, I believe, second or third to Gretzky in terms of how quickly he got to to the amount of goals he scored, yep. which in this environment, can you imagine if he played in that time? I mean, he might have, blow, he might have broken Gretzky's goal scoring record. Yeah, Who knows? Not, not only that, but he's been consistently good. He's the oldest leading goal scorer in the NHL since Phil Esposito. Like guys don't score at his age anymore. That The downward part of that bell curve starts happening right around where yep. Ovechkin is now. He scored 50 goals last year. Oh, wow. Like There's no slowing down. There's no any of it. Uh, he, he is a unique hockey player. But I do think part of the reason why they, they have a, a real chance to win it this year is because, yeah, it's getting to that point where it's really, like, if he doesn't do it in the next two or three years, you know, maybe he gets traded to Edmonton or Toronto down yeah. the road, and you know, like Ray Bork or Luke Robitaille or Rob Blake yeah. wins one at the end. But you know, now is there, there's definitely a, a, a feeling of we got to do this now. And the younger guys like Alsner and Carlson and Holtby, who probably have been a little too young to have a lot of pressure on them because you know, goaltenders and defensemen take a while to develop. They're now finally closer. I think Holtby's twenty. Five now, yeah. and he's and, you proven know, quick, that he can win. Quick one at twenty six. You know that's a you know still young for a goaltender, but you're getting kind of there. And same thing with Alsner and Carlson as defensemen. They're growing into the. He, he, into he had a historically good last year, last year, and the, the pressure that's involved in that and chasing a record like Marty Brodeur's win record. Sure. Like that's where you prove like he never crumbled. Yeah. He embraced. And it. I think the Caps also learned that you know they. That who cares about the regular season? I think they tried a little too hard at the end to get the president's trophy. I think now they, who cares? You know, we gotta at the end of the day, you gotta rest some of your guys towards the end. And 
because you know the playoffs are it's, it's a whole it's a two month grind you got to yeah. go through. So and I think they're a little bit deeper this year. So anyway, we'll we'll see what happens. But no, it was interesting because you know I looked through your NHL.com picks and yeah, no, I don't think anybody picked the Caps to to win the cup, did they? There were two. Were there two? Two people picked the cops tonight. Like, I'll high five those guys when I see them. <laughs> I, I, I think I don't even know that there was like a out of nowhere pick, which is unusual because you never really you never really know what's going. But to happen. I think there were a couple of people that picked the Kings, which I found really odd. Because there were two Kings. So thin. I think there was one person picked Nashville. Like I said, I think they're the true wild card this year. By the way, I didn't even I picked Nashville. It's funny because when I made my picks. On Twitter, I got a few of these guys who are saying, you, do you realize Nashville's in the league? Uh, and I do like Nashville a lot. And I love Subban. I think that I love him being in Nashville. But I, something about that team, I, don't, I just don't know. I just I don't know that Rene's really that good He's scary of right a now. goaltender. Like he hasn't been. Yeah. That's, yeah. He didn't look really good in the, in the World Cup. And he didn't same look thing good with, in you the playoffs. Two, yeah, yeah, so I, that's I, the scary part. Their D is almost as good as as Tampa Bay's, I think. Like, a lot of those guys get sold short. Well, like, Roman you know, Yossi's good. Matias Ekholm is really, good, really but they, good. But they, but they got rid of Jones, who's a great who's great young talent. They but got, they got Ryan Johansson in return, sure. which they needed. Yeah. So, I, I just, they I go know. five deep on the blue line. Yeah, we'll see. I just, and I, I'm not a big Laviolette fan. I don't think he's a really great coach either. I just... I don't know that if if anybody's going to take a bit of a slide this year, I think that Nashville might be the one. Of course, I could be completely wrong. And plus, their jerseys are just horrible, absolutely horrible. Uh, I'll tell you, it would be fantastic um, if they were able to get to at least the conference final. They've never been. Just it, change, it, just change. You know, I would root for them if they just change that horrible yellow home jersey, just blue. Make it blue. Make it blue. It looks way better. That horrible. Linda Blair, exorcist vomit color is just not any good. Well, it's not what you wear. It's how you play. No, it's what you wear. A team that wears <laughs> terrible jerseys has never won the Stanley Cup. Ever. Because like, there's, there's teams in this league that do not have good logos and jerseys, and they've never won the Stanley Cup. So, <clears throat> I rest my case. Send a letter. <laughs> I, I've I've made it very clear that, and as have the people who rate jerseys, usually make it very clear that they're they're in the bond. That logo's awful, colors are awful. It's terrible. It's too bad because I love I love the city of Nashville. I have. And a, I do think it's a good team there, but I have an old school Tommy Fitzgerald uh, Nashville Predators jersey. Is it that yellow, horrible yellow? No, mine's the blue that you, you like go. a little blue bit is good. more. And the white, like the white jerseys, look great. Yeah. But those oh, just horrible, horrible jerseys. Awful. We should rank. We should rate jerseys one of these days. Do the, go through the ratings of the, the hockey jerseys. You'll have to maybe get a guest guest host for that okay. one. Oh, <laughs> uh, you you can't. You're not allowed to do that. No, oh yeah, I you could. Can't. I could do it. I just I, I know to. people in every organization. All right. Fair so. enough. They would be offended that you didn't like their their jersey. Who knows? Right. Could be. Well, it's interesting though. You're able to. I love all thirty teams like my children. But let equally. me. So, <laughs> so let's let's expound on that for a second. So, but you're able to make picks like this, where you're actually picking teams for the real thing. Yeah. Yeah. No, wow. and it's 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 some of its personal preference. I mean, I think I think picks like this are a little less uh, less invasive than picking jerseys. Yeah. It just really because it's so commonplace, right? Like right. you know, you're going to get left out of a lot of people's picks and. 
um, a lot of people are left out. There's no last, right? We're not picking who finishes last. So, um, but I'm sure you know we could do that at some point. All right, fair enough. Well, and I'm sure we I don't want to get I don't want to get in trouble. No, nope, and we'd have very different. Uh, I don't want to get in trouble. Very different viewpoints as all we right. all normally do. <clears throat> well, there are the picks. We will revisit these at the end of the season and see whom did better. But we did have, unfortunately, the, uh, we had a malfunction on the tape recorder. Uh, but we did, we actually did these picks with our good friend Mike McKenna listening in, and we did. He won't pick anything. But he did listen in and did say that Slagle's picks were the better picks, in his opinion. And this is a guy playing in the league. So. That's just because Brian gives him more stuff than I do. Uh, it's, I, <laughs> I, don't, I don't give him anything. He's buying these CDs from me. So anyway, there's, those are the picks. Like I said, we'll revisit them at the end of the year and see how badly we, we both did or halfway through the season. And There you go. There are the picks. They're locked in now. Again, you can see Sean's on NHL.com. And you can see mine on my Twitter account, at Brian Slagle. There's no backing out now. Nope, they're uh, they're written in stone, and there's no money on them, and no one should bet. No, no, no one go to Vegas and bet on these things because I always lose when that happens. So, yeah, better chance at the blackjack table. Exactly, just put it on black. All right, we're out of here. We'll talk to you guys later.